Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. First Peter chapter number one. I don't know where this is going. <clears throat> I want to preach this in Florida, but I don't. I don't know. I, I couldn't get another thought on my mind for this morning. I'm going to practice on you, Brother Jimmy. But I tried to make an outline on this. I like an outline. It keeps me where I need to be instead of running off over the hill somewhere. But I may be off over the hill today. Did I say First Peter? Well, I meant Second Peter. It's just the next book over, so just flip pages till you see the two Peter or second Peter, if it reads that in your Bible. In chapter number one, I've got that part right in verse number 10. Amen. Shout it out, little buddy. Praise God. Teach him to shout early. Amen. Shout on. Second Peter 1 and 10 said, Wherefore the rather, brethren, talking to saved people, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. God be sure about it. If he's called you and you've answered, you're in the elect. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's home. So I thought there's going to be a kingdom here. There is for a thousand years. And then there's going to be, we're going to be here reigning with him. And then heaven and earth is going to pass away, melt the fervent heat. He's going to purge it by fire and then there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth going to be a new Jerusalem that's the city uh, you city boys can stay there I think I'll find me a country spot somewhere down here on the new earth and move in so you think we can do that did Jesus not do that did he not come from the father to the earth and then went from the earth back to the father and then he said he's coming back to meet us in the air and take us with him and so shall we ever be at the Lord. And then he said he's coming back to set up his kingdom. Did Jesus not say all them things? Amen, he did. Wherefore I will be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Though you know them and be established in the present truth. Now what's he saying right there? He's saying uh, that though you, you know them and you're established, you need to be reminded. Because like Jimmy says, you forgetters got ahead of your learner. Or your rememberer. I don't know which one it was, but either one of them's good. He don't remember. Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle. And he's talking about his body. To stir you up 
by putting you in remembrance. There it is again. As, as, long as, as long as I'm here in this body, he's saying, tabernacles are temporary dwelling places. Temples, know you not that you're the temple of God, is permanent. Do you get that? The two parts, are you with me? The tabernacle's the temporary thing. I'll put this thing off. But the temple that I'm a part of, that what's in me is part of, is permanent. And you know this. And as long as I'm here, I need to remind you. Knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle. Even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Now, you can believe what you want to or take that for what it's worth. But I think he's referring to when Jesus spoke to him in the last chapter of John there and told him, said, hey, said, night's going to come and no man can work and and Peter got the idea that he wasn't going to be there forever. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. Father, I love you. And I thank you for the day and the place and the people. I'm trusting you, God, to do in this today what, what you only can do. So once again, as I always ask, you fill my mouth. Please guard my tongue. Preach me inside the bounds of the written. Help me be accurate in the scripture. Save the lost one here nearest hell today, God. Reclaim the backslidden, the ones out of fellowship with you. Needs to come and recommit themselves to Christ. Just come and talk, have a little talk with Jesus. Bless your word for your sake. And I ask it all in the king's name, Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. I want to <clears throat> try to preach for this, just, just briefly this morning on reward of remembrance. The reward of remembrance. He's want, he wants us, Peter... <laughs> Peter here, Peter's, Peter's great greeting. Chapter 1, you see the suffering of the saints, you see the suffering of the Christ, you see the service that he expects out of us. And, and, and 1 Peter. We get to 2 Peter, here's what we find in this. We find that, that look here. Peter's writing this in about, in about four or five years before Titus is going to show up. Peter knows what kind of teachers have come on the land and that, that he knows this. He knows that trouble is soon coming. He understands that because he understands the scripture. He understands the old prophets. He understands, he understands that Jesus is not at this time going to set up an earthly kingdom. He knows that it's speaking of spiritual things. He understands that. He's trying to share that with the people and they Trouble soon coming. Let me tell my young people today. Should time tarry. And, 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 uh, and, and some think that Jesus will be here in the next year or two. I don't believe that. I'm looking for his, I believe it's 
return is imminent. But if I understand the scripture, things got to get worse before he shows up. And you might think things can't get any worse. Friend, you ought to get outside of Crossville, Tennessee. It's bad enough here. But you ought to get outside Crossville, Tennessee and just see what's going on. It's bad. It's bad. And it's, if we take scripture, I'm trying to talk about trouble soon coming. If we take scripture and the first mention and the judgment of God, here's what we're going to see. We're going to see at the time of Noah, when God's judgment came up on the globe, it wasn't regional, it wasn't in a small portion. No, he covered the whole thing in water. And if we take that as the first mention of that judgment of God, People's thoughts and the intents of their heart were evil continually. And we got a little ways to go. And it's proved that by the, by the kindness that Cumberland County has shown my family. <clears throat> I'm going to go on record right here for the naysayers and whoever might be watching this. There is not one penny... Not one, not one red cent that's been donated to the McCoy Memorial Fund that'll ever touch the pocket or purse of Mike McCoy or the First Free Will Baptist Church or any of my other siblings. That's for all them not heads that think they know everything that's going on out there and that I'm profiting by this. Not one red cent. It's going, it's going to my nephew in an account to help sustain the children. That's all I'm saying about it. The county, Cumberland County, surrounding states. I've had phone calls from preachers all over America where I've preached. And they said, hey, we're going, we're sending something. I said, don't put my name on the check. That's for all them out there that thinks we just do this for money. So, yeah, but the whole world don't know that. The lost people don't know that. They don't understand it. Peter's saying there's trouble on the horizon. Why? Because later in, the, in this book, they're willingly ignorant. They don't want to know. And the moment that you're ignorant of your enemy, he will overtake you. Stay with me. I'm trying to get somewhere. So trouble's soon coming. I don't know that Peter knew how close it was. But right here, it's just four or five years away, depending on whose who's, uh, calendar you look at at this particular time. I wonder if it changed the way you lived and the way we served if we knew that Russia was going to come and invade us and own our nation in five years. You don't think it can happen. That's the thing. Americans do not think it can happen. If they don't get some guys signing up for military service, it's going to be a cakewalk. Are you still with me? Trouble is soon coming. Now I'm going somewhere else. But his time is short. Whatever you're going to do, 
If you're here today and you're lost, you better get saved today. You better get saved today. If you're here and you need to, you need to, you need to, you can't be saved but one time, but you need to reconfirm your commitment to Christ today because you've been slothful in your fellowship and walk with the Lord. Don't put it off. Today's the day to do it. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Whatever you're going to do for God, you better do it today. Not this afternoon, Tony. Trent said, we going next week. I said, I've got to go to Florida on, we may leave Thursday evening. Drive part way down. I'm getting so old, I don't like to make 11 mile drives anymore. And then, or we might just leave early Friday morning and just coast in there. Then sometime on Saturday, because we've rented a house with Brother Gary from Friday to Friday down there. And we might just do that. I said, but now Thursday, Thursday's a possibility we might go for a little while on Thursday morning. He said, call me. You better do it today. Say, my house ain't going to burn. Look here, friend. You may get hit by an automobile right out here in the parking lot. You may drop dead of a heart attack. Freddie Dotson stoking wood that morning. He has no idea he's about to go to heaven. He just comes running up the stairs and dies. Tell me about right now. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this. Trouble's on the horizon, but your time and my time is short. We don't know when we're leaving, but we know this for a fact. We're out of here one of these days. And here's what he says. I want you to remember that you're part of that kingdom. I want you to remember. I want you to remember. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present work. Listen. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. You're doing the work. It's going. Hey, you're doing what you're supposed to do, but don't forget. Night cometh when no man can work. One of these days, I, I'm not going to be able to do what I do now. Just how it is. Now, if you turn a page... And go over to chapter number three. And here's what you're going to read. This second epistle, he's, he's not talking about it begins here. It's back in chapter one when he began it. But he's reminding you that this is the second letter he's written. Beloved, I now write unto you. Here's why. In both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. I'm getting the idea that Peter don't want us to forget. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets 
Okay, in your mind or in your, your cleft notes, write Old Testament. That's important. Which were spoken before. Don't forget it. Be mindful of it. Which was written by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Right? New Testament. So it's saying, remember, this, the, these bunches out here, it says, don't worry about the Old Testament. It's done, done away with. They've not read that verse. And if they read that verse, they don't understand it. He's saying, don't you forget what the prophets said. That's Old Testament. When were the prophets too waged over? John the Baptist. Don't you forget. Now, but also, don't forget about the, what the apostles got, the commandments of the apostles. Who's that? That's the guys that's writing this letter and the ones that's written the previous letters. And it is this. It is the apostles of the Lord Christ. It is the New Testament. Is anybody with me? And then he said, here's something I want you to remember. First thing I want you to remember. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days. Who, Randy? Scoffers. Walking after their own lust. Now, lust isn't just sexual. It can be, but that's not all that it entails. It can be for that thing that you think, that's whatever you desire more than God. And it's the thing that you contemplate or think about or consider or meditate on all the time. That's where your mind stays. That's the thing that we lust after. The scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Now let's consider two things here. The scoffers and the scripture. Can we do that? And I'll be done. Let's consider the scoffers. So they might be some in here today or some watching by way of, of internet and they think, I just don't believe none of that stuff. I just don't believe it. And they would probably, people that are that dogmatic and have their holiday on April 1st, that there's none of this book is true, that they would say, they would say, I don't believe it, and they make fun. Do you know the moment that they do that, what they're doing? Fulfilling prophecy. You are fulfilling prophecy when you make that declaration or that statement. I don't believe it. You have no idea, but you're prophetically preaching right now. So they, let's, let's look at just a couple, maybe three. They scoffed at Noah. Why would you know they'd done that, preacher? Well, their hearts were evil continually. He, and, and he said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. Had 120 years there that he's preaching to them, 
and not one convert but his family. Do you think the people then were different than they are today? That they walked by and said, look here, old Noah's building a boat. Oh, 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 glory. What do you think he said, Eli? Look at that fool. What are you doing? You've been working on this thing forever. It's going to rain. It's going to what? Water's going to fall out of the sky. Water's never fallen out of the sky. Water comes up from the ground. All I know is what God said. Don't you know, Tony, that they scoffed at him? Can you imagine old Noah looking at his boys and saying, cut another tree, boys. They're laughing. Well, glory, put a little touch of heaven right here. They're laughing at us, Daddy, because we're here all the time. They're laughing at us because of what we're doing. Let them laugh, First Free Will Baptist Church. Let them laugh, praise God. Let the scoffers scoff. Hey, when one, don't you know when the door slams shut and the first drop of water hit them in the head, they said, what's that? And about waist deep, they're beating on the door. No, let us in. God shut the door. Only God could open the door. And once he shut the door, the door shut. Let's go to another one that they scoffed at. Let's consider Lot. So much for a 10-minute message. Let's consider Lot. When the angel said, go get your daughters and your son-in-laws, they mocked him. They made fun of, of Lot when he said, God about to destroy this place. You know what the Sodomites are doing today? They're making fun. Well, I've lost all respect for Dolly. She's done in my book. We're watching a Dolly show the other day. She got two men on there. And before the show, the warning flag came out. She said, I believe it's all right to love you to everybody ought to love. And I'm thinking, that don't sound right. Dolly's promoting this movie, talking about it before it comes on. She produced it, funded it. Got two men in there kissing in the movie. I said, turn it off. I'm done with Dolly. Done. Amen. I'm proud to say I've never been to Dollywood. Woo! Glory to God. Now I know why I never went. Amen. Say, where are we going to go? Here's a novel idea. Come to church. Amen. Don't you know? You know the first time you find fire in the Bible is when it's concerning Sodom and Gomorrah? First mention, brimstone and fire, right there in that story, Genesis 19. Don't you know when that first fireball fell from the sky? Yay, there's going. What's that? Abraham's standing afar off and watching the smoke. That's a picture of somebody else, praise God. Let's go one more. One more. You know what lost people say when I preach about hell? Now watch this. I want you to watch this. For a, long, a lot of years now, I've preached revivals. I started out preaching revivals. God just put me right in the revival. I didn't know what I was doing. 
I didn't know, I mean, I was trying to read and study every day. I didn't know much about the Bible, dispensations and time frames and books and letters and when it fit in the calendar, Randall, I've, I've been in church all my life, but I was ignorant to that stuff. Why? Because I never studied it. But I'm out there preaching. That's why God gives us young ignorant guys the fire so people will still come. But I learned a thing or two. Took some great constructive criticism and never got mad about it. <clears throat> Here it is. We're out there preaching. And nearly every revival on Thursday night was hell night. I can't explain why. Usually that's the biggest crowd, so I figured that's why it was. And then one time I preached a revival at Dripping Springs and preached on hell every night. And the crowd grew every night. Unbelievable. But you preach on hell one night in a service right now, Richard. And I'm telling you, brother, they scuttered like a covey of quail. And you're fortunate to get anybody to come back. You know what they say about hell? And I don't know which one of you brothers said it. But one of you men said it the other day. Said even the seminaries are teaching and a lot of the churches don't believe in a literal hell. They said it just no longer exists. Oh, they don't believe in the virgin birth. No hell. You know what they're doing? Scoffing. The Bible's pretty plain about it. It said it increased itself every day. And there's going to be people that get there and they ain't going to believe it. It's like the dope dealer that gets busted by the police, done it all their life. I read a book not long ago, Convicted was the name of it. It's a great book. And this guy never got caught. And when they took him to court, when they took him to court, he just lied his way right out of it. And the judges just let him go. <clears throat> well, one day he got busted. And they didn't let him go. When he stood before the judge and he thought he was going to walk off scot-free, they come and slapped the cuffs on him, drug him off to a prison. He found out what prison life was like. He's over, over uh, somewhere in Ireland. And they beat the stuffings out of this guy and nearly killed him. Just find out how tough you are, bud. You know what happened? Judgment. You know what happens to the ones that don't think they'll ever get caught? Eventually. Eventually. I'm going to live through this life. I'm going to go unscathed. I'm never going to be caught. I'm never going to touch the fire of hell. You know what happens one day? Busted. Caught. Scoffers say no. Let's consider the scripture and I'm done. You know what the scripture said, Brother Jason? Just don't forget. I want to remind you of something. Boy, God, I, I appreciate that right there. I want to remind you of something. They've been a lot of good days here. They've been a lot of good days here. They've been a lot of good things happening in their life. I remember the night the camp family sang. Chris Rumfelt orchestrated that by a meeting at Cracker Barrel, and they was here. And I'm not going in all that, but I love them. Loved them then, love them now. And they was here singing that night, and I was standing here, and I got so overwhelmed in the Holy Ghost, I was just jumping straight up and down. I jumped for five minutes. That's in the Bible. I can show it to you if you get tore up about that. 
I, don't, I couldn't tell you what overcome me. I saw Grover in Jerusalem get so overcome that Johnny Reeves and I, we were laughing, not at him, but in the spirit. It was so joyful and jolly. And he was, I never seen anybody weep any harder on the Mount of Olivet at the Seven Marches Hotel in Jerusalem looking off over the city and I seen him overwhelmed by the Holy Ghost. And I remember, I'm remembering things. You know why? He said, hey, there's some things you don't want to forget because every time you remember them, God's reminding you, I can do that again. I've done that once. I can do that again. You've been in that kind of place. I can put you in that place again. Don't you forget what I can do. Hey, when I want to get you there, I'll get you there. It may take some difficulty to get you there, but hey, I want you to remember what I've done for you. And I could go on and on about memories. Here's what I thought. Trent nor I, either one, would sing with mom and the girls. God, just remind me of that. I got on stage. Mama used to beg me, Mike, just play guitar and me and the girls will sing. I said, I'm not playing on getting up in church playing no guitar. I wish you'd sing with me. I'm certainly not going to sing. Not playing no guitar. So her and the girls sang. They sang at a singing right over here in the old sanctuary one night. Her and the girls sang. I don't even know if I didn't come. Perhaps you'd have to remind me whether I was even there or not. Seems like I was there, but. And Trent and I used to talk about this, Mike Kramer. We'd say, you know, if we could just go back. If we could just go back, every time Mama wanted to sing a song, I'd say, I'll play. I might even sing with you. Here's what I thought. I'm sorry, Trent. He's a singing with her. He's a singing with her. You don't know that. Oh, let's go to the scripture. Come on, Jewel, I'll keep going. Then they that feared the Lord. This is, this is, the prophet's writing this, and after he writes this, God's going to be quiet for 400 years. He says this and then he don't say nothing else for 400 years. But it doesn't matter if he hadn't said anything for 400 years. He said it, that settled it, it's still true. Don't forget what he said. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. That's what we do. And the Lord hearkened. And heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him. My name is in the book of life. You sung that song. Today I knew I was in the right place. 
always a book of remembrance written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Get this, Tony. I may have a little touch of long haul COVID. I used to have a gift of remembering names. I could call most of my first grade kids as in my class. George showed me a picture the other day, and I was one or two I couldn't remember. What does that mean? That means that I forgot. That means I forgot. Peter said, don't forget. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to forget. But I forgot. And before God ever wrote that part in the New Testament, He had already written in the Old Testament... You know what that says about me? I knew you'd forget. So I wrote it down to remind you. And ain't nobody can do anything with my book because I wrote it and it's forever settled in heaven. That's why I know today that's why I can rejoice today. I'm sad in my spirit. I've wept and cried and asked God why. And I don't understand, especially that many at one time. And, and all the consequences that surrounded that thing is above and beyond my pay grade. But I know this, bless God. I know there's a book. <laughs> and I know that their name was in it. And I know my name's in it. And I know, praise God, he had forgotten. Just hit a G. Just give me the, I'm going to acapella this thing. Just let me hear that G. Well, now the words have escaped me. I must not need it. But there's a record book. My name is written in. It was recorded there when I was born again. No one can blot it out. It's sealed forevermore. It's in God's record book kept by the Lord. Stand with me today. Are you in the book? Are you in the book? Are you in the book? Have you forgot? Come and let him remind you. Are you in the book? You won't accidentally get in there. Just like Jake Shada, it took a conscience effort on Jake's heart that night to come forward and say, put me in the book. I need, a, I need the Lord. I need the Lord. Is that you today?
you got family that's not in that book? Do you know this afternoon they could be gone? The book's there. The book's there. Don't you forget. Don't forget what I told you. I want to help you. I want to help you. Don't you forget. Because I got a book. But to them that feared and thought upon the Lord, that's the ones in that book. Are you in the book today? Young person, you think you're going to live to be 40 or 50, 60 years old. One of these days you'll get saved and it's all going to be peaches and cream, no problems along this way. You'll just choose the day. No, you'll choose when God draws you. If he's knocking on your heart door this morning, you ought to come forward. And on the first day of, the, uh, of this new year in January, 23, what a time and how easy that'd be remembered the day that you got saved. You ought to come today and sleep good tonight and not worry about going to hell. And say, well, I'm too young. I'm not, I, I don't know that I'd go to hell. If you've heard my voice and understand the difference in right and wrong, Friend, you've come to the knowledge of good and evil. Do you know that today? People's coming to pray. Look, look. Just keep playing. God's extending an invitation right there. He, he may be doing that for you. He may be doing that for you. He may be doing that for you. I'm not sure about that. young friend won't you come this morning and say God be merciful to me a sinner that's all you God knows you're lost if you've never been saved you're in the lost category never been saved you're in the lost category you know where your family members are never been saved they're in the lost category say preacher don't drag it out we're dragging it out So what if Perry had not been saved? You bet. I'm, I'm, as Christians, I think we forgot. We forgot. Peter said, don't forget. I think we forgot just how serious this is. We're not just talking about life and death. We're talking about forever. Can you imagine being with the Hitlers, the Mussolinis, the Al Capones, the drug traffickers, the pedophiles, the wicked of the universe of the, that's been on this world, and you're with them forever with no comfort?
scoffers. Are you coming? Are you coming this morning? Is what you got good enough to die with? If it's not, you ought to come and call on the name of the Lord. Say, Lord, here's all you got to know. You're lost. He'll save you. And if you're not sorry for your sin, pray that he convicts you of it. Because that's who he saves, those of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Well, we appreciate you being in church with us this morning. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.